I like to tell the story that Aroha and I got marooned on Kapiti Island with my sister. So my sister, um, who is a weaver, made a little pupu for her moko and our baby, who was two at the time. And when we managed to get off Kapiti Island, Sue, who's a kindergarten teacher, went back to work, and we thought it was quite a neat idea, this little sort of like contemporary pupu. And so we made a few and took them to the markets. Like every Sunday, got up at you know four o'clock in the morning and put it to a market and, and Otaki market and things like that. And then sort of had the idea that kindergartens might be interested in them. So went to made a couple, went to three kindergartens um, locally, and the first one bought ten, the next one bought twenty, and then the third one bought twenty-two, I think. Haka is performed on many levels, from kohangareo kids to the fierce national competition Te Matatini. But for an Ōtaki-based couple, kapahaka, or more specifically kapahaka uniforms, has become their home-based business with kanikani kids. Kia ora, my name's Lee Rau and I hail from Ōtaki, from Ngāti Raukua Marae. And um, my husband is... Tahi, Tahi Rau. Um, I come from Waikato. Uh, te Puaha or Waikato, that's uh, right up at uh, Waikato, mouth of the Waikato River. Uh, Tainui and Ngati Tipa is my iwi. I'm here at the home of Tahi and Lee Rau, who decided to leave the rat race of Auckland and moved to a more quiet pace of life in Ōtaki. Inspired by a trip to Kapiti Island and some hardships when Tahi was unable to work, led to an idea that would become this small enterprise. I gave up work when Aroha was born, and so we started this business when she was two, and at the same time Tahi had a work accident, and we sort of needed to make a living and it was a way to provide for the family. So Tahi and I and along with other members of our whānau would help us do that. And so um, that sort of kept us going until Tahi got back on his feet. But also by that time, um, Kani Kani Kids was getting established as a really contemporary Māori costumes for preschools. And then someone phoned up and asked if I made poi. And I said, of course I make poi. And madly phoned the cousin Min to find out how you make poi. <laughs> and then, you know, and it went from there. And so as a preschool range, um, it was more in response to people asking for, for, for items. And one of the things that we hold on to is that it's um, family-based. We've got a brother who does, a major, you know, like a, works with us. And my sister Susan, who is great in the designing and from the kindergarten children point of view. My dad helps us. The other brothers help to develop a um, stretching machine for the fabric. So it's all sort of like very much getting sort of everybody's ideas. So Tahi, can we talk about um, without, well, what you want to share about what happened to you? What, what... Oh, it was just a work accident. Yeah. It, um, I was bedridden for a wee while and then... So it must be a better way than this. To, um, instead of working for the men, look at a mahi for ourselves. So, um, yeah, so we kind of took that concept with the Kanikani kids and carried it on. 
Um, so when Lee was in the first early stages of this con or this idea and this concept, what were you thinking? Were you thinking, oh, was, yeah, they could work? I did. What we offered was um, bright colours that the kids are drawn to and also the ease of using putting the pupu on. You can just put it, put it in front of them and like, because it's a Velcro fastening, they know what to, they'll just put it on and then straight away they'll do the cunny cunny or and they, they pick it up and with the colours and that which attract them, even the the queers that we're at markets, they you see them, they look at it and they smile and that's their acknowledgement for me and say, you know, this is a good thing, it's putting Māori out there. Yeah, with the kids, it's it's our way of putting Māori out there and I thought it was, there's nothing else out there really has that informal means for the tamaniki to enjoy it. You know, we've got a, we've got something good here. And um, so we went down that track. Lee, a former nurse, makes kapahaka uniforms. Today, many schools get her to make the uniforms for their kapahaka groups. But they weren't alone in those initial planning stages. It went from an idea, really, to... Um, we've had a wonderful woman in Otaki called Daff Luke. Daff Luke um, fosters Māori businesses and as a mentor. So we went to her... Um, give us guidance and yeah, and with her work through a business plan for us to to work on. I think the, one of the main things with DAF is that she sort of like believed in us and because she had been there and done that with other businesses we went through that process and developed a really strong um, business plan which I still use today um, and that was in 2004 when I went to her sort of like first off the bat decided that it was really important to know where we were going and um, so we went into business 2004 with that guidance from DAF and I review her business plan you know like regularly like once a year. We had been a whānau based business and entered the Māori Business Awards down here in the in our Wellington area and we won Best New Māori Business the first year out which was just like awesome and um, very exciting to think that we had an idea that was great in your own lounge room, but it, that it worked actually out there. Later on, in 2010, we won Best Farno Business. It wasn't long before they branched out and diversified. At the same time as those Māori Business Awards, Tahi sort of identified the fact that why not be a Māori business, a Māori resource provider, because I was doing lots of colourful ones like pink and purple and things like that. And so as we developed, we um, went from just doing preschools, which is lots of fun and still one of our target markets, but we looked at our target markets, which were preschools, schools, adult kapahaka groups, wholesalers, and so now we retail and wholesale across the board to those different markets. We also looked at the way that we could um, identify the kapahaka uniforms for the schools and so what Tahi often does now, or we also get help from one of the local businesses, a printing company, is we can take the school logo. We've just won, we're just doing one at the moment that's just absolutely gorgeous. And they are, um, they've designed their own tohu for the panel. And they're going to have theirs, and it's pink and purple for this kohanga. And they're going to have the dresses and the pupu will all match that.
The Kanikani kids' kapahaka uniform is a contemporary form of wear. That's something that Lee makes very clear. It's not traditional. She doesn't fashion the uniforms from harakiki. Business orders are now taken locally, across the ditch and around the globe. She has two workshops, one in Otaki at the back of her home and another on her dad's farm. Apart from the fact that I'm so busy making contemporary ones, yep. and the pew-pew that I make is able to be multi-sized, and it goes in the washing machine, and the ones that I've made very first in 2004, which is now 12 years ago, are still being used now, so they're incredibly durable and storable, and we get a lot of reorders, so a school will, they build up, and then of course they get smaller kids, and so... Um, they just build up a whole range of sizes and the um, the designs, they own them. You know, they're, they're another kura can't come along and, and say, oh, I really like that one. So that, that belongs to that, that kura. Tahi, it's a whānau business. What does that look like? It's a her and I type of thing. We mull over um, designs. We bounce things off each other and it works. Yeah, exactly that. Some of the, the kudas in that, they can give their own tohu or they put in the idea and I have a go at um, designing something, a tohu for them and I would take it from there. I help with the designs. Um, but with Lee and I, we make a good team. We always talk things through and work it out, have our strengths, each one has have their own strengths and um, we complement each other. We have a base... Um, stock basically but if a school wanted their own particular colours then we make to order and it's four plates so it's done by hand each and every <laughs> each and every point is individually done by hand <laughs> How can time consuming is oh, that? Oh it's very time consuming. So let's just say you've got a kapaka group with 20 girls, 20 boys, that's 40, or 20 girls, so it's 40, yeah. 40 poi, maybe? Yeah. That's yeah. not including if they want long poi, eh? Exactly. And each one of those has gone through our fingers. The, the poi bit is done by hand. It's a four plate and individually made. So, you, you know, it's not like made in China. It is time consuming. We've got uh, the outsource our um, our sewing for the for the dresses that we have, and um, with our pew pew, we say it's a contemporary Maori uh, pew pew. In that sense, it's uh, traditional. Um, the traditional is we use um, oh these aren't used for belts. Belts, tanical. Tanical, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we use uh, the tanical method. Of doing all our pupils, and the uh, contemporary is the colour and the material. The material, it's reusable, it's it's strong, and the tamariki, the people that can just pick it up and use it. There's no question about whether it's going to be damaged or not. It's it's hard wearing, and that's mm. a neat thing. Um, see, it gives the tamariki an opportunity to just get into it and use it. And that's, we tell um, the kindies and all of that, you know, it's not meant to be put in a box and put away. You know, leave it out and um, let the kids play with it. Lee and Tahi also make rako for the young male kapahaka performers. So these are for the 
preschool. Yeah, for the boys. What's, I, it, what, what's it made of? Uh, this is made of pine, but um, they also can make them in tortara or matai. Um, just a really simple design for preschools, and they often use them for graduation day or birthday celebrations, things like that. So we've got a lot of preschools and kindergartens, kohanga, that have, have, have got them, and they'll have a kurawai that we make as well. And on birthdays, they'll have the kurawai and the, the taiaha. We also do a bigger one for schools as well, which is, is more ornate than these ones. But yeah, all made by a, a wahine up in Oho. I had been a nurse and worked for government, you know, forever. Tahi had worked for one company in Auckland before we moved home. So we'd always worked for other people. And then our aroha was born. And um, originally Tahi was going to give up work and look after her, but he decided that perhaps not the best option. We, um, we were both in Auckland and then we moved home. We've been together since, God, 25 years now. And just, I decided that we'd lived in Auckland long enough and that we needed to come home to my home for a while. And so we've been down here for 16 years now. And because we then had kanikani kids on the go, um, that also gave us the courage for Tahi to buy a lawn mowing business. And so he'd worked for someone all his life as well. We both all of a sudden were um, two business owners. So, and it just grew really. And that was in 2000, so that was 12 years ago, and we both still have our own businesses and um, still thoroughly enjoying it, still get such a buzz when somebody buys a pair of poi or I go to conference and um, I go to a, a, a lot of early childcare conferences. And just to see the, the look on their faces, like Tahi was saying before, is, wow. still, is still as awesome today as it was 12 years ago, really. Our resource range now is um, we do headbands, which can either be the, the school tohu or a, a, a four plait. We do a dress, which is actually made out of modern fabric. It's a, 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 a mechanical mechanical stretch, like a polycotton or, so, or, or something. So we use that. And then the pew-pew are made using the tunical waistband but using contemporary material. They have Velcro fasteners, which allows them to sort of um, to have that multi-fit. I do poi, short, long poi with tassels, no tassels. Um, Terako for preschools and for schools. Taiaha for preschools and schools. I make kono, kite, pico, and doll's clothes. And um, yeah, doll's clothes have got little mouldy boy-girl dolls. So we sort of took, I mean, that's the great thing, I think. We took it from sort of just being a multicoloured pink and purple one, of which um, we've still got the original one, one of the, the grandnieces has now got it, to a full range that we do now for, for preschools right through. And um, just looking at a, at, a, at a queer group at the moment. From Wellington or from, from Kauke? Palmerston. And so that would be, um, that's pretty exciting. Any backlash to what you do in terms of making it too contemporary? No, no backlash at all. Um, and like I said, we, when we go to uh, conferences, uh, markets, well, more conferences now, and uh, the, the Māori queer, they walk around and they look at it and they smile, you know. So that's 
um, yeah, no negative feedback, and it's a neat thing because for me, we're putting it out there to be used. Is this financially viable business for you? It is now. I mean, it took it took quite a while to get there. I would say five years before we sort of felt comfortable. I, one of the key things for me for it to be a viable business is to have do your paperwork. You know, like I sit on top of our paperwork. Tahi does his own paperwork for his business. But, um, you know, meeting all your government tax requirements and your GST and keeping your invoices and receipts and all that up to date. And we also have an accountant that does our books once a year. And that's really, really important with a small business that you don't, um, you're not a shoebox business because otherwise when you're, in, do you come to the end of year? Yeah, you do the hard work. Mm. You get to have a... I... I started in the T's crossed mm. as um, for government requirements. The patient can be there, but you got to have that that foundation. I and it's hard work. I mean, like I often do twelve-hour days. Like if I've got big orders on, and um, meeting your requirements. Like we had a huge, big, um, a huge school probably one of the biggest at that stage and they were 120 costumes and they were due out and um, we had a tangi that we that we had to go to but we we managed to do both because it was really important to make sure that we met both obligations really. I do love working for ourselves. The big advantage is that um, I'm a working mother at home. It's definite lifestyle choice and it's probably as much about having a business that supports your lifestyle as um, having that financial, that, you know, big money in the bank. And shifting from Auckland to small town, I mean, you know, a small I, town like Ōtaki, I, are you happier? Well, let's see. In Ōtaki, there's a good balance. Um, and that's, that's a neat place with, uh, with Ōtaki. There's, there's the, the Māori depth, the, the culture. Um, as well as Lee's family, the Parkia side, and it's and it's been very good for us. It's been and it's a good family environment down here. You're an entrepreneur with your lawn mowing business. Yeah, well, it's works work, and I'm working for myself. Um, I never would have thought of it um, back uh, a while, a fair while back. But um, you don't know what roads going to become. You know, changes in your life. I came to a crossroads where I had an injury, and, and so an opportunity came upon so I'd be able to work for myself, have a go at it anyway. At least I had a, had a go at it, and it's still going, and I enjoy it. And that was, when did you have your accident? Oh, it'd be about um, six years now. It's 2010, eh? Yeah, around there. It was a forced change. It was time at, uh, to look at where I want to go. Well, basically, I want to work for myself. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, but doing a lawn mowing business, um, I think it's my personality. I'm a very fussy person. And that uh, sense of fulfilment or achievement after you do each lawn. What's I the thought, name of your lawn mowing business, Tahi? What's the name? Uh, um, Darcy's Mowing Service. Who's, are you Darcy? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, <laughs> in Auckland, I'm Darcy. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Business businesses run by each of you. Yeah, we we both of us we've got a business going in Ōtaki. 
<laughs> not bad, not bad, really. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, so, Lee, you talked about the physical, um, physically running the business. You've got a workshop that you just spoke about that's on Aye. your was it on your father's property. Aye. I mean, we have three people that, that work for us, and so um, they do the stuff that, A, I don't like doing, <laughs> or B, can't do. So we've got two sewing ladies that work for us, and we... Two or three, you know, works really well. You wouldn't want to go below t- below two. I've got a brother that um, that does a lot of the material preparation, which we used to. Um, I used to roll them out on the floor and get down on the floor and you know cut it off and then stack them all up. And he gave me a hand once for about 20 minutes and then disappeared and then came back an hour later with this vertical cutting machine that. Works really, really well. I mean, so, an engineer. Uh, he's in, he's incredibly in, inventive. You know, like I come from a family of of, of creative inventor number eight wire people, and that question that you asked before, if I came from a sewing background, the answer would be no. Um, I don't know how to drive a sewing machine, and made a petticoat at school, which was great. <laughs> but I come from a family of people that are incredibly. Um, Creative. I've got um, well, sister and a brother who are, are both weavers. Other brother who um, and bone carvers, both brothers. The other brother's incredibly um, useful and creative with his hands. And parents that um, again were incredibly, um, or and dad is still incredibly number eight wire mentality. And you just get on. And if you need something, as Rodney proved, you invent it. What's the future, when you talked about business plan, do you have any kind of like a five-year plan or is it just year to year? Just continuing on really and it's the sort of job that you, you don't have to retire from when you're 65 or, or something, you just can continue on. I'm, I'm not sure that he'd still want to be mowing lawns at 65 but um, he can come and work for me. Looks but... very, you look very fit Tahi, I must say, <laughs> very fit. Uh, he, he's incredibly fussy with his lawns and he's not that fussed on, on me working with him but I'm quite happy to, for him to work with me because I quite enjoy that. I'm a slash and burn girl and he's a details man so that's one of the reasons it works well. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> What's your name? Joy. What school do you go to? Kindy. Which kindergarten? Otaki. Kia Tui is modelling a kani kani dress, which we call the aroha style. So it's a little dress that has got a, a sublimated panel on the front, which is red, black and white. It um, has elastic waistband, uh, elastic shoulders, and it has Velcro at the back, so it multi-fits lots of little kids. When aroha, our girl, was little, she was, wasn't little, actually, and so it was really important that a little dress fitted lots of size kids. So our baby was um, sort of like 25 kilos and her cousin was 11. And we made sure that the same little dress fitted both of them. So it's got Velcro fasteners at the back. Tui then has a headband on, which is a plaited four plait headband, Good. same colour as the panel. And then she has a little pew-pew, which has got a... Um, tunical woven waistband again with the velcro fastener so that it multi-fits children and she has a pair of preschool poi in her hand that um, again colour matches 
but um, we can also sort of like do them in lots of different colours and if a kura's got a different colour, things like that. Next to 